Grand Rising, everyone. Ellie Kim Chilla, Spirit and Coffee. Got my coffee here. Ah, yum. So yum. Okay. Happy New Year. <laughs> so, hopefully, everybody is ready to go for this brand new year that has come in. Ready to get started. Ready to um, get everything up and running and going and moving along. And super excited to um, be a part of this new year with you. Yay. Okay. Let's get started. Um, any, well, you guys can share with me what you did for your new year. Any, any good things coming in? New energy. I like New Year's. I know people are like, oh, New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution. Um, but here's what I love about the new year. What I love is that everybody is bringing in that fresh new energy. And so we can leverage that energy for our own self to like refresh ourselves because we know that other people are in the mindset. So it's like the collective unconscious comes together to kind of renew, refresh, rejuvenate. And so we can actually ride the wave of that energy, which is awesome, right? So I love that. Um, and so I'm um, creating my milestones and everything for my new year, my whole plan. So hopefully you guys have one. If not, reach out to me. We can work on one, okay? And setting goals for the for the new year and what we want to accomplish. All right, so let's get started on this. We were in Separate the Earth from Fire. What up, Quadi? Um, the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Haven't seen you in a while. How's How's things going? And for you on Facebook, please say hello. I don't know who's on here. Um, so, okay. So in the, the modern um, Garden of Mammon, we have lost all respect for subjective thought, uh, which is the only source of our connection with the powers in the above. Accordingly to, according to the Doctrine of Correspondence in the Emerald Tablet, the structure and attributes of the macrocosm of the above are repeated in the microcosm of the below and vice versa. Uh, the one mind is reflected in our individual minds and the loss of the esteem, which um, we hold in our own thoughts, has resulted in the loss of connection in each of us with the higher one mind. Perhaps our thoughts have lost their intrinsic value because there are simply too many of them floating around and because nobody seems to care whether anyone's thoughts are inherently true or not. Um, and that's kind of the emotional part as well right? The, the ability to honor the um, value of people's emotions and which has been taken out. Or if they didn't take out the emotions, they said, let's not experience the negative emotions. Let's only experience the positive. Not giving us a platform or a place to process those emotions. So people typically don't tend to know how to process the negative emotions or the emotions that are uncomfortable for others and themselves. Um, and then they kind of just stuff them down and don't allow themselves to go through the whole thing. But basically, when we allow ourselves to go through all of those emotional states, there's like a gem waiting at the end. It's it's probably the most powerful process we can ever go through. Um, and it's because we end up healing a part of ourselves and also reclaiming our power in, in a way. So it's like it's. If we don't do it, we sort of leave our power hidden, hidden in a cave. So it's almost like you have to go through that cave to find that hidden gem. And it's not easy because it's uncomfortable, right? Good morning, Prozwell. 
And so that's how we do it. We, we continue to go through the uncomfortable, but we've taken out the emotion. And that's our own individual ability to talk about our inherent truth. What is true for us? Well, what is true for you? What is true for you may not be true for me. The way that you experience life is not going to be the way I experience. I would never know because I can't live in your body. Um, so what happens to you? So for instance, um, going on some kind of a trip, let's say you took us some psychedelics or you went on a trip, you know, that experience of what, what's going on physiologically in your body, if nobody's going to have that experience, but you, they might have similar experiences, but you'll never know, right? What, the, but it's inherently true to you. And it's hard to describe or explain, and some people don't want to hear or don't honor the fact that there's an inherent truth to how you're feeling. So for me, I always say, look, if there's something going on with you and there's an emotion that keeps arising and you're not sure how to process it and you've tried and it keeps showing up, I always talk about looking at the physiological body, the internal body, what's going on with your hormones, all that, because as within, so without as well. As above, so below, as within, so without. So that inherent feeling or that inherent truth has a physiological connection to our body chemistry. And then that impacts the way that we move through the world. Remember, this is all interconnected. Everything is like a web. Okay. Good morning, uh, Christina. Good morning. Almost definitely. Sometimes it's impossible to explain. Yes, our experiences are impossible to explain sometimes. Uh, in the modern era of marketing, uh, major entertainment, media, po uh, politics, and competitive science, what matters is not the inherent truthfulness of the idea, but how innovative or lucrative it is, how much it can bring in. Um, in this commercialized arena for thoughts, it is not surprising that most of us view our internal mental world as inferior to the outside reality. We tend to think that imagination is the same as fantasy, that dreams are just um, image soup, that visions are psychotic, um, that myths and legends are all tales, and that our thoughts have no effect on reality. Most of us really believe that the best use that can be made of our powers of thinking is to plot, gain the upper hand, make more money, garner more esteem, and get an edge over someone else in the rat race. Meaning that we don't believe that our what's happening internally, now that's the missing piece. It allows us to connect to the micro and macrocosm. It allows us to consummate the two. It allows us to bridge the gap between the two. People who have these major ideas um, that are they're bringing to life are getting it from the imagination or the unconscious mind. I mean, there's many ways that you can describe it. And so we pull from there to create in this world, but they've taken that away. But the, the quote unquote one percenters, whatever it is, have this information. And so they are able to continue creating and creating and creating and creating. And now they have the means to do it. So they have the means and they have the imagination. That's why we have all of technology the way we have it. It's somebody's imagination come to life. They're pulling from the above. So if we looked at the tarot and we looked at the magician, 
we would see that the magician holds his hand in the above and his hand in the below. And that's exactly what he's saying is I am the vessel between the two. I am the bridge. You are the vessel between the two. But they won't allow us to go there. Society as a whole will say, oh, you're psychotic, you're crazy, you hear voices, you're, you know, this, that, the other. I have many different um, archetypes that I, I work with that are within me, that I embody, that I'm able to navigate through. Am I psychotic? No. Am I crazy? No. This is that inherent truth and reality that exists within me. It allows the authenticity to arise within us because I can be authentically me. Not everyone can do that or vulnerable. I just own it because I know myself. When you know this thyself, they can't take that away from you, right? Yes, yes, Kumar, good morning. Yes, this is my first session for 2022. This is my, my brand new first session for 2022. So for you, it's looking at yourself and saying, well, it's inherently true to me. Now, again, it's discerning between the internal and external because what's inherently true for you may not be true for the masses and that's okay and so it's understanding how to bridge the gap and how to create but how do we make our dreams come true right through the two through the vessel allowing the vessel and the physiological experience that we have as we're moving through the world okay yet this uninspired existence is not entirely our fault we assimilate our materialistic values from a technological society that has deliberated, severed its ties with the above. And I just talked about that. The death knoll uh, for God started long before Time magazine proclaimed it's on its cover. We are killed when we are killed. We, we killed God when we killed matter with the demise of alchemy in the 18th century. There you go. Okay. Now, I'm telling you that everything has started from alchemy. And alchemy is the overarching process of natural law. And we have bastardized it as a human species. And this has become the greatest order of treason known to man. The greatest trickery ever pulled. The greatest um, nightmare We've created a nightmare for ourselves. Now we, as in the people that understand spiritual alchemy, the ones who understand alchemy, the ones who are working with alchemy in a way to heal the world are the ones who can support, right, the transition of what we see happening today. Because today we see this world of like, it's weird, right? We feel like we're in the twilight zone. So many people have said that. And this is not just the United States. This is a worldwide thing. We're starting to see um, the craziness that we created. All from our imagination. Empires were built from imagination. That's really what it was. And we've severed ties to believe it to be true. Like this is the only way we can live. This is the only reality that can be played out. That's not true. It is not the only reality that can be played out. There's uh, infinite ways that this world could be played out. 
There's many paradigms, many ways of viewing the world. If we went into, and I think there are still, um, if I'm correct, there are still tribes who have never touched technology. And they're living just fine. <laughs> In fact, they'll probably live longer than we would because they're living in tandem with nature. You know, I was just thinking about these stories of these individuals who lived for thousands of years and stuff. I was thinking about that this morning. And I was like, you know, it's because everything was pure. We were in harmony with natural law. We look at animals. There are animals who live longer. Like we look like a tortoise, right? A tortoise lives, I don't even know, 400 years or something and lives in tandem and harmony with nature. So we humans had the ability to do that. We just don't work in harmony with nature. We're our own worst enemy. We're self-sabotaging, which is crazy, right? When you think about it. And what I mean by that is in our thoughts, in, our, in what we eat and how we, you know, not everyone's nurturing and taking care of the vessel that was given to them. If we were living in harmony with the world, even our food choices would be different. We would we would be eating to heal, right? Instead of harming ourselves. But we're not. We we end up eating all that sugar and whatever it is, right? The pleasures of life. And and what we do is we shorten our existence, our time here. Now it's not right, wrong, good or bad, but there is a consequence again. So alchemy um, see with the demise of alchemy in the 18th century. So we see that now I would say it goes back further than that, but that's okay because, um, we severed ties further away from God self through technology and through science. And that has a consequence. So the God self or the inherent knowing is our connection to the above, which we severed. Okay, most of us live today with an outdated Newtonian view of the universe that matter is composed of a bunch of um, billiard ball atoms. Um, it is this gross, oversimplified view of reality that has infiltrated the minds of the government officials, business managers, primary educators, and uh, many so-called religious leaders. Those who do believe in God tell us we have to wait to get through the gates of heaven to be in his presence. Um, though there are a lot of uh, sculptors, sculptures hanging around those pearly gates ready to sell us tickets to get in. Again, this is religious stuff, right? Where they're taking money for your redemption. Like that was the, the best way for them to generate. That's why we would say, and this might, sting a little bit of people that's why the vatican is so rich right i will sell you your redemption i will sell you your ticket into the gates of heaven really you're gonna sell me the that's it's not for sale first of all and so for most of us our deepest yearning that of uh that of experiencing the divine must be postponed in this way, we are programmed to commit spiritual suicide early in life in order to quench our soul's sincerest desires. We either grow up living in the great lie or end up permanently destroying our physical container that holds us back. There you go. And that's what I was talking about. Hey, Rock, what's up? Oh, you got a different little emoji thing, or I don't know what those are called. 
your little profile picture. What is it? Can't really tell what that is. Good morning, Reams, as well. Okay. This is right there tells you, right? We we are either growing up or living a great lie or we end up permanently destroying the physical container um, that holds us back. Our physical container being our body. We hold ourselves back so we can catch uh, the next spaceship to heaven on the tail of a comet. Our lack of confidence in our own subjective reality has led us to believe that we must join a cult or a church to experience divine truth. What basically it's saying is that we hold the truth within us. We are the church. We are the vessel that holds divine potential. It's pretty badass when you start to really understand just how cool it is to have a body, a vessel that can hold divine energy together. Because if we th if we saw divine energy as uh, in the quantum world, let's just say, for instance, the quantum world, it's here, there, it's everywhere. It's not really in a vessel. It doesn't really stay grounded. It doesn't really have a place. But yet we have a place. We've become and materialized into a being, into a creature, into a, a human beingness. And we are able to experience the divine through this vessel in a time and a place, at a point of time and place, in matter. We become matter. And we've become a point of matter, which is really kind of cool because now if we understood how powerful we are we would allow that divine energy to move through us right but it's almost like it gets stuck and i have these charts and models i think that kind of explains what i'm talking about where the vessel is the body and we can even say it connected to the chakra systems even that when the above right is coming through to us when we're we're when we're emanating that energy potential from the divine through our vessel, if we are not honoring that, we stop it from actually the potential moving through us. And if we cut it off and don't think it exists, then it's actually severed completely. And our vessel doesn't have that experience. It's not able to connect. The spark doesn't happen. It's like having a wick with no spark. It's there, the potential's there, but you need to you need the spark of the above in order to ignite the fire within. So you could see it as that. The wick is there, we being the wick, and the fire, right? That ignite, the thing that ignites us is is connecting to the above, which is our imagination. Totally taken out, totally severed. It's the first thing to go even in school, right? We used to have creative arts and all this stuff and music and all that stuff, which helps us to connect to that divine potential. And guess what? It's the first thing to go. Everything's so scientific now. They've severed it. They've taken it away. It says music. Oh, hey, Poetic. I do music shows on here now. Oh, I think he left though, The Rock. Well, that's good. And I'll follow you so I can hear your music shows. I love music. How are you, Poetic? Happy New Year. And I think The Rock's gone anyway, but I will um, listen to your music. That's what Lingo does. He does music. It's been a while since I've been on there. I've been kind of uh, dormant for a little bit. I kind of do that. I hide out and then I come back and then I hide out and then I come back, right? 
But so again, the great lie or end up, oh, sorry, hold on. We either grow up living the great lie or end up permanently destroying the physical container that holds us back so we can catch the next spaceship to heaven on the tail of a comet. Our lack of confidence in our own subjective reality has led us to believe that we must join a cult or church to experience divine truth. Divine truth lives within you. That is what, if humanity started to remember that and they started to open up to their divine truth, their inherent truth, and started to connect, we would start to heal. See, but it's hard because they've taken it away from us. They've given us our instructions, right? It's almost like we're programmed to get instructions. How to behave, how to act, what we should say, what we should do, what's happening in the world. We wait for the next instructions from these people that have bastardized spiritual alchemy and they're really just using us as puppets as a way to tell us what to do to control if we took that back things would change vastly and in fact that would leave them scared they would act out in ways that you probably i mean right now we see it kind of happening as people wake up we see these political figures we see all this weird shit going on and we're like what is wrong like they're really showing their true colors. Why? Well, they're afraid, right? This is, if we're in the time of Aquarius, which is technology and communication, we are communicating amongst each other's at vast rates. I communicate on here. This reaches people in other parts of the world. That wasn't even, I came from the age of pagers and, 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 <laughs> And um, whatever those phones were, I don't even remember the name of the phones, right? They, you had to stop in the payphone. I came from the era of the payphone and pagers were new. Um, we didn't even have pagers when I was young. There was, the communication was so slow. If you wanted to communicate to someone across the world, you wrote letters. That's not the case anymore. You see, the information is starting to get in the hands of the masses. More and more people are starting to open up and the people that understand this information that have kept it from us are scared as shit. And so you're going to see weird, wonky politics, weird, wonky uh, CEOs and business leaders, people that are like the one percenters are going to start acting crazy so that they can try to maintain control. It's a very simple concept. It's a, it doesn't shock me. Now, the way they do it, Sometimes it's like, wow, really? You're going to go that far? Oh, they will. Trust me. To maintain power, quote-unquote power that they have, yes, they will. And the more that people wake up to spiritual alchemy, the more that people dive into this information and start to remember their true potential, remember that they are the vessel in which the divine communicates. Like, that's cool. They've taken, they have taken that away from us. That's another piece of the curse, which I call the white supremacy curse. Not in white supremacy color of skin. That's not what I'm talking about. But the misuse of spiritual alchemy by the light and the dark and the duality that was created. And then they severed that. They severed the darkness. They put it to the side. And then they did, they took it a step further and they said, now let's take away emotions. And guess what? Now everything is scientific. 
We are so far ingrained in science. Now, is it a bad thing, right thing, wrong thing? It's neither. But for us, hey, Tulan, it's for us to say, how do we reclaim this, this active imagination? Okay, think of yourself. If you guys don't do tarot, and that's fine, you don't have to, go to the magician card. Read about the magician. Look at the picture of the magician. That is who you are. We are all magicians here on this earth. Okay? Not sorcerers. Sorcerers are the ones who manipulate the storyline for their own benefit. Magicians use their energy potential to leave the planet a little bit better. To experience life to the fullest without doing harm. To be able to connect to the divine and co-create. It's that simple. When you look at the magician, you'll see, again, I just said it earlier, the hand is up in the heavens and the other one's down at the earth. And at the table, you'll see that the magician has all their tools, earth, water, air, fire. They're, they're depicted by the pentacles, the swords, the wands, and the cups. And those are all the internal happenings that, that go through our body, our vessel. We cry. We create. We communicate, we think. It's all of these things that are inside of us, and then it's a transmutation process. So, what's inherently true to you is inherently true to you. Doesn't mean that it's true for the world, but if you can if you can hone into that power, you can start to co-create and make your dreams come true. Helping individuals, healing people, healing the planet, healing yourself. We right now, with the technology and all the connection we have, um, we should be able to reconnect. And I can tell you this, the more that people wake up to this, the weirder shit is going to look around us. That's what ends up happening. The world starts to look a little bit more weird. And people panic. And I said, why are you panicking? There's no need to panic or be afraid. If your spirit is aligned, if your body is aligned and you remember that you're the vessel to hold divine potential, they can't take that away from you. They, they, they just can't. I'm not saying that there might not be suffering, but you know how to work through the suffering. Now, there's another thing, which is physical suffering. That's on a whole other level. <laughs> That's something totally different, right? I mean, it is and it isn't. And people have gone that far, right? We've had these characters show up within our storyline that have tried to hurt and harm people in the weirdest, most crazy way where people say they're pure evil, right? Like Hitler and all these other people throughout history that we look at and we're like, whoa, like these people, what did they, what were they trying to do? It was all power. And it was misuse of alchemy. And, and we can go back and, hey, Camry, we could go back and look how they misused alchemy. If you knew what was going on with the Nazis, you would know that they were diving in spiritual alchemy. They were trying to create all these weapons and different things. They've used it forever and ever and ever, and they've just kept it away from us. Like, you can't be initiated into the mysteries because you're not enough. And people continue to say this, like, oh in the wrong hands it's terrible it's in the wrong hands what are you talking about it already is 
<laughs> we're living in in the bastardization of someone else's alchemy. We've been living it for, I don't know, it's been a long time now. A very long time. And it's time for us to wake up and reclaim our power. Literally. <laughs> this craziness that we've been living in is not just something that's happened over the past two years. It's been a long time coming. Very long and ancient. Happened way, way, way long ago. When the archetypal energy of white supremacy actually arose. It arose. And when that archetype started to crystallize, then what ended up happening is what we see today. And now it's trying to be untangled. It's like the beast, right? We're trying to um, overcome this beast. But it, it's, it's old and it is ancient. It's not just something that happened overnight. <laughs> the untangle of it is us reclaiming our power, remembering who we are. It's going to be some interesting times still ahead because the more that, again, people wake up, the harder it is for them to let go of power. People don't want to let go of power. It's scary for them. I don't know what they're trying to do, live forever, <laughs> have all this property. I mean, you got to wonder what kind of mindset that is, right? It's really kind of like, what? Really? Like for me, I'm going like, really? Okay, that's fine. So surprisingly, it's um, only at the fingertips of modern culture where we truly divine can still be found. For the most part, organized religions and government policies come between man and the divine. But for the Aborigines, um, Native Americans, and indigenous people around the world, God is still close by. His signature within matter, in nature itself. The Australian Aborigines of the old uh, continuously exist, existing society on earth believe that in the state of consciousness known as the dream time, they can enter into matter, rocks, trees, and animals, and know its divine essence. They describe that essence as a one thing for all matter, a place where all possibility exists in the um, eternal now called the everyone. Dream time is not associated with sleep, but rather... It is induced by rituals that include chanting, drumming, and dancing to clear the mind and allow deep concentration. By focusing awareness on the material object and finding the in-between, a crack in reality through which their minds can flow. They enter another place where everything is known and matter exists in a state of complete potentiality. This is what the Emerald Tablet refers to as the above, the higher source that most of us have been taught to ignore. We have been taught to ignore, and not only have we been taught to ignore, but we have actually been traumatized and it's been taken away from our cultures. So here's the deal. Um, and here's um, where I'm gonna leave this because I think it's really important. If you wanna do this healing for yourself, you truly want to do a deep dive into the healing for yourself and reconnect to your, we were all indigenous at one time. We were all land-based people at one time. Then I would highly recommend that you go back into your lineage and you understand what rituals and rites that your people did because it'll start to untangle the storyline and the traumas that were inflicted upon the people. 
you see I have a storyline. And there was a bunch of trauma that was inflicted on the generations that came before me. It exists in my DNA. When people talk about healing their lineage and all this stuff, it really takes us understanding where, how were we land-based people? Where did we come from? How do we heal the traumas? And when we look at the traumas that, that came, for instance, I am a product of native, native, native culture in New Mexico, but I'm also a product of the Spanish colonization and the trauma that they inflicted upon the people. So I'm a product of both. And to understand how to reconnect with ceremony, right? And drums, the things that they took away. See, when they colonized here, and you guys probably, I'm sure you know these stories. When they colonized, especially New Mexico, what they did is they took away the drum ceremonies. They took away all of that. And they, they took it away from the people. But here's the deal. In secret, they continued their ceremonies. So we still have cultures that are connected to this. We still have cultures that still honor the dream time or the active imagination or the collective unconscious or whatever you want to call it. They've taken it away. And here's what happens with, with the curse of white supremacy, right? They take away what is sacred and then they call it their own and then they sell it back to the same people they stole it from. That's what we see happening. I see it all the time. People will take turquoise, right? And we have these concho belts. We have, I mean, we have beautiful jewelry. People love the Southwestern jewelry, right? What they'll do is they'll take it, they'll take this jewelry and they'll either buy it very cheaply from, from you know, the reservation, whatever, and then they'll resell it back at a higher price. Or they take the culture, they learn from the culture, and rather than <laughs> they go and they sell it at a higher price back to the people. So basically, they still, um, I want to come visit you. Yeah, come visit me. It'd be awesome. Come love New Mexico. You see? So, and then they sell it back to us. They, they go through these, um, for instance, they'll go through, um, this, this irks me to the highest level, right? I just, people will take a, a workshop, maybe even a couple of years, it doesn't even matter. And then they'll call themselves healers or shamans or curanderas or whatever they are. And then they go and they sell it back to the people. I'm like, no, you, you don't get to do that, but that's what's happening. And they think it's okay. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> you see? It wasn't meant to be extracted and then sold back. But that's what's happened. They've taken the land and then they're trying to sell it back to us. And that's what we see. I mean, it's it's getting worse here. And anyway, that's a whole other story. We have gentrification happening here. We have people from other places buying our land. And then people that live here are getting forced out because they can't afford it. It's it's happening here in New Mexico. It's pretty sad. Um, and you see it. And these people don't give two shits. They don't care about the people here. They don't think about it. They don't they, they don't care. You see? But we have to reclaim our power, remember who we are. Right? And remember 
what the land was for us. And that's one thing that the Native Americans have done really well is saying, well, there's these sacred places that are ours and you you will not enter here. We will do our ceremonies and we'll do our stuff, but still there's trauma. There's still big, big trauma, even within me. So if you want to heal your trauma and you want to heal your DNA and you want to re reprogram your RNA and DNA and all that stuff, know your lineage, know that we were land-based people, like the aboriginals, when we look at that, they, what are they doing? Drumming ceremonies. They're connecting to the internal active imagination. We can call it hypnotherapy, right? There's, there's other ways to describe it now. So we have that ability to reconnect to that. Let's see. I am um, in Kuchua. I don't know. So many ancestrals hung around there. Yeah. Show me the area. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know I'm a healer. I may have been a shaman among the tribe. Um, I don't know. I wasn't raised in traditions. Yeah. None of us were. We were all like pulled away. Well, I shouldn't say none of us, but most of us weren't. Most of us were um, a product of the colonization. Apache. Uh, got it. So, yeah. So if you have that within you, then you would know that you you were a healer and whatnot. They have um, different ceremonial practices that they do to entice that. That's why they dance all night. They have right, rites of passage and all this stuff. And so what they've done is they've taken these ceremonies. So the people, the one percenters, whatever, they do ceremony. They do rites of passage. They have all these orders. That's what the orders are doing. They're doing ceremony to initiate. And when people say, oh, this information is not for everyone. It's going to end up in the wrong hands. It could. I'm like, it already has. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's ended up in the hands of, of the individuals who've manipulated the whole situation. It already has. So for those who say it it's going to end up in this and that and the other, I'm like, no, we need more people to understand this information because it takes years to be practiced while practiced in this anyway. It's not like you're going to understand this information overnight. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> It takes practice and time and effort. Um, yes, I'd love to be witness to some. I've been uh, to powwows, but uh, you know it's different. Yeah, we we have um, we have like they'll do like um, ceremony where they come in and they do feast days and stuff like that. And you can go to feast days and. Um, there's beautiful, what I love is Hemis Springs. If you just look it up, Hemis, J-E-M-E-Z and, um, Springs. And you'll see how beautiful it is there. They have the red rocks and stuff like that. And then there's always this little stand where they sell, um, sopapillas and, and beans and, you know, they do the Indian tacos and all that stuff, which is really awesome. So um, but the culture that I live in, right? So have, I'm native to this land. Like my ancestors never migrated. They were just here. And then I have Spanish blood. 
where we had that. And so again, both in understanding the trauma and to be able to um, work through the trauma, historical trauma, and ask for forgiveness for my ancestors who came in and just did God knows what they did. You know, I can feel it within me. They were not very nice people. I can feel that trauma inside. Right? When the Spanish came to colonize, they were not nice. It lives in our blood. Trust me, my grandfather, my, we look back in history, look at all, it, it, it lives in their blood. And it lives in my blood. And so for me, I'm trying to heal that piece. So as I heal, and as you heal, you start to reclaim your power, connect to the above, and remember that you are the vessel of the divine. And that you can heal that internal trauma and you can reprogram the DNA RNA. It does happen. Why? Because our physiological happenings exist in our body. As soon as you reclaim a, a portion of yourself, you're going to feel the shift in the body. The body starts to secrete different hormones. Different hormones will change DNA and RNA. That's how it works. But you've got to do the work. Okay. Yeah, I have European. We all, and so a lot of us have European, right? A lot of us are part of that colonization and all that stuff. Part of the rape, the, 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 the taking, the burning, the all that, right? And so it's like, um, I have to release, yeah. And I've asked for forgiveness, right? On behalf of my ancestors to uh, heal those pieces. Nikki, hey, Nikki. Caught you this morning. Love you. Thank you for sharing the truth about the culture and how to free us. I hear you loud and clear, friend. And I am on the same page with you here. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Let's reclaim our power. Let's remember who we are. Let's go back to ceremony. Go back to doing our rituals and connecting to the divine essence, right? And that's what's going to break this curse. The curse of what I call the curse of white supremacy. Not color. I have to keep saying that because people hear that and they think oh, it's the color. It's it's not about color. It's an archetype. It's an energy, and it's an energy that did benefit those who were light skinned. That's what happened. It gave them privilege, and they they leveraged the privilege. But it was the archetypal patterning and energy that was created, and because of that. We have the storyline that we have today, and we get to break that curse. And that's by honoring the Great Mother. That's by honoring the dark, dark, dark Great Mother. Reconnecting to ceremony. I mean, that's what they did in ceremony, right? The Sacred Mother, right? Um, there was one of the spider. That's one of the myth stories. The Great Mother was a spider who webbed who put the web together, created the web, but it all comes from darkness. It all comes from the dark. We need to embrace that. Reconnect to our, our people will call us witches or whatever. I don't care what they call us. I'm like, you can call me a witch, I'm not a witch, but whatever. I know, I know spiritual alchemy and that's where it's at. Okay. Awesome. All right. So there you have it. First show, we're going to continue on this particular book um, moving forward. Um, so yeah, they, they have, um, yeah, it goes into intellects and quantum mechanics and astrophysics. 
and and how we we glorify that and that needs to needs to do and then we go to the element in heaven the elements in heaven and it continues on so if you're ever interested in buying this book again it is called the emerald tablet alchemy for personal transformation um and it's a pretty awesome book i highly recommend that you get it read it okay so there you have it i love you i appreciate you too as well i totally love you and appreciate you um Thank you. Have a fantastical day. Yay, I'm excited uh, to be back on. And of course, I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.